pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 108. Today I'm going to chat with Dave from Justin Opinion, talk about the feds wanting access to personal information from an app, and discuss the SIG P365XL. I am your host, Ava Flannell, and Dave, what's going on? Ah, you know, the usual stuff. Lots of range work and, you know, life. (laughs) Never a dull moment, right? Well, to give you an idea of what's going on in my life, I'm drinking coffee and a White Claw, so... I think it's like one of those memes, you know, the saying like, I don't know if I need a hug, a therapist, a nap, a drink. Okay. Yeah, it's it's one of those days. All right. So you'll be happy to know that I, I have here with me a cup of coffee and a glass of red wine. Are you kidding me? Did we no, just I'm become not. best friends? <laughs> just very possible. Because I'm literally, I'm looking at this combination and I'm like, anybody else would think that this is crazy. Like, do you need to relax or do you need to wake up? But for me, it's like, you know, it just varies, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just double fisting and going with the flow. Yep. <laughs> All right. So before we get into it, um, I want to talk about Manicore Arms real quick. So I was on their website, and I guess I never realized this, but they have an Alpha Rail key mod for end for the Mini Draco, and I am currently working on uh, a Mini Draco. I just got one. Um, I'm going to strip it and basically upgrade all of the parts. So I'm considering putting Manicore Arms Forend on it. Um, I just talked to Sven about it. I'm waiting for him to respond. But I'm thinking, because it looks pretty cool, I have, uh, I mean, I have his, his Alpha Rail on my AK, on my, you know, full-size AK, and it looks great, and I always get a lot of compliments on it. Uh, so they have it available on their website, manicorearms.com, for $176.95. But if you use the code GUNFUNNY15, you will get 15% off. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right, so I'm going to start off by asking, um, do a lot of people just assume that your name is Justin because of Justin Opinion? I I think so. Yes, uh, at least uh, people in the social media world, anyway, um, they, they refer to me that. Although, you know, to in in people's defense, if that's the only name that that's out there in front of them, then what else would they call me by, right? Yeah, and I mean, I guess there's there's worse to call you by. <laughs> or, you know, that's true. That's so I true. guess you really can't complain. No, not at all, not at all. And, and I, you know, I certainly answer to it, so I, I don't have any worries. Although it, a weird thing happened a couple months ago, um, I, I was actually asked for an autograph, which was surreal enough. Oh, dang! On a, I know it, right? It, it, so that was surreal enough on its own. But then, so you know, the guy hands me the whatever it was he, he wanted me to sign. I, I get ready to sign it, and I was like. Oh, he wants me to write just an opinion. I've never written that name. <laughs> and I felt, I felt like a first grader learning how to write. <laughs> right. That's pretty funny. I, well, I mean, I was going to be like, all right, male or female. And where did they ask you to sign? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that's kind of, I mean, that's really cool though, isn't it? It's a good feeling that, yeah. you know, but it's also kind of weird, but, yeah. um, all right. So I actually didn't even realize, like when I had you fill out the show notes, I did not realize how many freaking hats you wear. In the gun industry. And on top of that, you have a full-time job, which again, I didn't realize because I'm like, yo, you want to record during the week? And you're like, uh, no, because I got a full-time job. And I was like, oh, huh. God, what that <laughs> felt like. But just kind of briefly tell listeners like what it, what it is that you do, like all the yeah, different so- hats you wear. Yeah. So, well, I guess, you know, the, the, the sort of anchor thing that I do, like most folks is, you know, I, I have that, the full-time job that pays the bills and all that and also demands a very sizable chunk of time. Uh, you know, I work in the corporate world like a lot of folks do. So, you know, I, <laughs> I feel your pain out there. And then, you know, the minute I'm not doing that, literally every, every other minute that I'm not doing that, I'm, I'm doing as much gun stuff as I can. But from a history perspective, um, you know, cause I'm no spring chicken, right? So I've, I've been, I've been a gun guy all my adult life. And, uh, my, my dad was, uh, actually my dad was in the military, but when he retired from the military, he became a full-time gunsmith and that's what he did the rest of his life. Um, so it certainly runs in the family in that respect. 
but I've, I've been a shooter and enjoyed mostly handguns all my life. I've really never been a hunter or a long range shooting person. And I think that shows in the body of my work, how awkward I, I probably appear anytime I'm doing long gun work, but I'm working on that. I actually have a project coming up to try and, uh, to try and remedy some of that. But. That seems to be like the latest craze now is, is uh, long distance shooting. It is, it is. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and then I'm also, um, I'm also involved in, at, at the state level, I live in Delaware and in Delaware, we have Delaware State Sportsman's Association, which is the state level NRA affiliated body, you know, if you will, that, that fights for our second amendment rights and, and all that. And I'm, I'm a member of the board of that. And then, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm very active in that. And then, you know, I'm also, uh, I'm a certified instructor, but I don't really do a whole lot of it because I just don't really have a lot of time. I've never been interested in like trying okay. to put out. Yeah. Well, I, it's not that I'm not interested in teaching, you know, because, you know, God knows I love to hear myself talk. Right. So, uh-huh. <laughs> and, that, and that's the first, and I actually used to teach, I used to teach computer technology, like, you know, at our local college as an adjunct instructor. So I don't, I, I enjoyed that, but uh, I've just never, I never wanted to be, um, go out and try and be an instructor on my own. Mm-hmm. That makes sense because first of all, there's, there's a lot of things involved. You got to have a lot of insurance. You've got to have a place physically. Wait, where hold you on. You got to have insurance to be an instructor. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to, <laughs> didn't mean to blow that one. I'll be you. right back. I got to go do something real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course you have to have a, a location, right? Preferably mm-hmm. a, a nice classroom that that's conducive to learning, and then you've got to have range space available. And there's so many ranges that don't allow outside instructors. Exactly. So there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of hurdles between anybody who wants to be an instructor and and being able to be one. Mm-hmm. And then part of that as well was that you know a lot of my a lot of my buddies locally and at the ranges that I belong to and things like that are instructors, and, and it's kind of like you know I I really don't. I'm not interested in taking food off their table, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't need, I don't need to be an instructor to earn money to, to like, you know, yeah. feed my family. Yeah. I hear and, and some of those guys, and for some of those guys, that's, that's a big chunk of what that money goes to. So I was mm-hmm. like, no, I don't, I'm not really interested in competing for that. So what I do is I, I, you know, I'm the guy who volunteers to help out with the women on target and, you know, a lot, that kind of stuff, you know, so that's, that's where you find me wearing that hat. Very nice. So it's, it is crazy to think that you have a full-time job. Like, I don't know how you're able to do everything because personally, I don't have a corporate job. I've been, you know, like you talk about the instructors. So I've, I made a living for the last six years off of teaching, which is kind of unheard of for a lot of instructors. And then obviously the, the podcast is now like with advertising and stuff, it's, it's making money, but but it, it's, I, I couldn't even imagine having a job on top of everything else that I'm doing because as it is, I feel like I'm always going like a mile a minute and yeah. there's just not enough, you know, hours in the day. Yep. Exactly. But I uh, guess it, a lot of people don't, I think, you know, a lot of people in this industry though do have corporate jobs because, you know, as glamorous as our lives might seem on YouTube, like, oh yeah, we just get to play with guns all day. You know, a lot of us actually, it's not, you know, and thank God I don't have a family that I have to support. I have a little tickles, you know, and she's like four pounds, so she doesn't eat too much, thankfully. But, you know, so I think that helps also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, to, to contrast that, my, my, my four pod companion, his name is Tyler. He's a German shepherd dog. And he weighs just about 140 pounds. <laughs> so, oh my gosh! Yeah. So feeding him is yeah. You know, he, he's he's always he's the one looking at me like, hey, shouldn't you be getting to work? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I hear you. So when did you start your channel? Is that that was the first? I guess uh, out of yeah, everything that you started doing. That's a good question. It kind of kind of was. I mean, it, as far as starting anything that had a public uh, side to it. I, I want to say it's probably been six or seven years. That sounds about right. And it, and I can't remember exactly why I started it, but I didn't start it for any reason to, you know, from, to make it look like it looks now. It was more, it was one of those where I was going to do some technical thing. Like I was going to replace a part in a handgun or something. And 
I had not too long ago been looking at videos on how to do something else. And I thought, you know, those are actually very helpful. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll make one on how to replace this, you know, firing pin in this old Smith and Wesson or whatever I was doing. And so I turned on, you know, a camera and pointed it at, you know, the table where I was working and, and did this you know, really horrible video of how to do it. And instructionally, hopefully it was okay, but, you know, in every other way it was horrible. And then I continued to make really horrible videos for a long time. And, and some people would say maybe still do, but it, it just, it, as I started to do that, I kind of enjoyed that. And I guess maybe that's where the, uh, the teaching thing mm-hmm. and, and the sort of liking to, you know, not minding talking and, mm-hmm. and all that comes in because I, I felt pretty comfortable doing that although it does take a while as you is as i know you know mm-hmm. it, it takes a while to find your voice and to feel at ease oh yeah i totally agree i mean just not to get off topic but i feel like it took me like 100 episodes to find my voice oh absolutely and, it, it, and even now like just as we were about to start the show before i used to like have to prepare and get all this stuff done and now i'm just like yeah kind of like winging everything and and it actually kind of works now but I think it's just because I feel so much more confident doing it and I know what I'm doing and you know Uh and you find your voice but it it's crazy how long it actually takes you to find your voice it does and and I I don't know that I've completely I don't feel like I'm completely there but I but I'm to the point where I think that I'm that's okay and I'm Mm -hmm. okay with that because I part of it is I don't ever want to get so comfortable with, you know, Hey, I got this type of an attitude that I'm not putting any effort into it because then I think that'll show quick, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, he's, you know, he's phoning it in now. He's just not, you know, he can't be bothered or whatever. So I always want way to make my, you know, what I did that sound like shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm uh, like, but hey, was... guys, listeners, like, f you. I'm just winging it, and I don't really no, care about right producing good that, content. <laughs> but but right behind that, I'll say that you know, so pretty much every weekend for me, because we talked about the fact that you know I've got the daytime anchor. Right? Uh-huh. Um, so every weekend for me is as much range time as I can get. Well, the ranges are a long ways away. It, you know, it's it's forty to forty five minutes one way for wow. me to get to the range. You know, it's throw everything you're going to possibly need in the truck and and plan to be there, including lunch, you know, and and plan to be there a while Mm -hmm. and try and get a lot done. And I've I've kind of found that the videos that I feel are the best, now other people may have a completely different opinion, but the the videos I'm most happy with are the ones where I felt like I had the less preparation. Like I went down to the range, I threw five, you know, guns in a bag and, and and a bunch of ammo and went down to the range with really no idea what I was going to accomplish and then kind of figured it out as I got there. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I was probably just more natural and more relaxed and, you know, wasn't trying to stick to any sort of script I had come up with in my head or anything like that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, to, a de- you know, to a degree, but I, I completely understand what you're saying. So you now have, I was just looking at your YouTube channel and you now have over 50,000 subscribers, which is a pretty big accomplishment. Have you fallen victim of demonetization? I have. And not as bad as some people who have literally had their entire channels demonetized. Mm-hmm. You know, knock wood because it could, it could be later today. You know, there's no... From everything I've seen, you know, and, and there's no, there's no pre-warning. There's no, there's no logical path that says, you know, if I continue to do this type of thing, they're going to punish me or any of that. It just happens. Mm-hmm. You know, the ax just falls almost randomly, but I have had a lot of, and, and on that note, uh, I've had a lot of my videos specifically demonetized to the point where, you know, a lot of, uh, in, it's almost the, the cruelty of it is just the, like the most popular ones. <laughs> They'll demonetize. It's, oh no, no, you can't. We can't have you making any any actual revenue from that. So we're going to demonetize that. But again, there's no logic to it. I will. I, I do a, a type of video called a first hundred, where I'll I'll take a new gun out to the range and I'll put a hundred, usually two hundred, maybe three hundred rounds through it. Mm-hmm. But it's literally an organic. Here's me getting to know this new gun and sharing my thoughts with the viewer. Mm-hmm. So, and I do quite a bit of those. I'll, I'll upload a couple of those videos and one will be demonetized and the other won't. 
And then, as you probably know, you can appeal that, right? You can say, no, I want somebody to review this video and I disagree, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you can do that and they'll, they'll review it and then they'll come back and either agree or disagree. Well, I'll, I will request a, a review for both of those videos. One will be reversed and the other won't. And they're, they're literally the identical same yeah. type of video. Same I think it just depends on the person looking at the video. I mean, it's right. the same thing with like Facebook for the longest time. Anytime I try to advertise, then, you know, sometimes if you appeal it, it might get approved by some small chance. Yeah. And then other times it's just like, nope, flagged, flagged, you know. Yep. So I really think it's the person behind it the, is. the and, and that's what, doing it. What's astonishing to me and, and, I, I'm saying this kind of in an abstract way because my revenue from my videos, even if I was getting full monetization on all of my videos, is not that much. Yeah. I'm just not that big a channel. I don't get that kind of views, but it's, it does help. You know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's, it helps me pay for ammunition and things like that. Mm -hmm. But for the people who really are, you know, making a living yeah. on, on YouTube and stuff, it, that arbitrary type of policy enforcement, I just, I don't understand how, how they can continue to get away with that. What, in what other industry, especially when they have the audacity to use the word partner with respect to the people that are their content creators, right? right? You know, what kind of, that's, it's like the Darth Vader partnership, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I'm all, I'm altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it further. It's pretty much their mantra, you know? Yeah. And, and I don't know. It's, it's, it's frustrating. And I, I really feel, you know, as, as mad as I can get sometimes over it personally, I, I really feel for the folks that are truly hurt by it. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm going to take a quick break and talk about SB Tactical real quick. You know, with everything going on, a lot of people are still debating if SB Tactical, you know, if their braces are going to be banned, but there hasn't been any word about it. I think it's safe to say nothing's going to happen. If you want to go to SB Tactical's website, you could see all of the letters the ATF sent saying that, you know, they've been approved. Um, but just to clarify, so the ATF has determined the, that attaching a pistol stabilizing brace to a firearm does not alter the classification of the firearm or subject the firearm to NFA control, which there's still a lot of people that don't realize that. So I just wanted to put that out there, educate you guys. If you want to check out all of the cool braces that SB Tactical has, visit sb-tactical.com. Use the coupon code GUNFUNNY15 and that will give you 15% off. Dave, I like, what are your thoughts on, you know, cause recently there's a bunch of companies that are taking anti-gun approaches. I mean, even, you know, like the whole thing with Walmart and Kroger and, you know, every day it's like, it's a, a new company that's taking yep. some sort of stand to limit, you know, they decide like, all right, well, we're not going to completely not sell firearms or ammo, but they're still limiting, you know, and picking and choosing what they will and won't sell. So what are your thoughts on that? So the first, you know, I, I hate to use this term so much because, you know, we, we use it a lot, but I think it's still an accurate term. And, and I think what they're doing is they're virtue signaling. And they're, they're basically, they're taking what appears in some people's view to be an action and in other people's view, and in my view, really a, a non-action uh, other than we'll talk about Walmart because that is an action. But, you know, to say we don't want people and, and the ones I'm seeing of late, there's, they're saying we don't want people open carrying in our store. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're taking a, you're taking a very specific stand to a very, very small demographic in the first place. You know, I know those numbers are going to be different depending on what part of the country you live in different, you know, there's, there may be more people or fewer people open carrying, but, mm -hmm. but by and large, there aren't that many people who open carry as a daily practice, right? So mm -hmm. it's a pretty small subset of, of gun owners that they're saying, you know, they don't want, they don't want to, but you know, then they get to stand up and say to, you know, to their uh, they're more left-based customers. Like, Look, we're doing something, you know? Uh, so it really is just virtue signaling. I think. Yeah. And, but you know, I, I actually got into um, an interesting conversation because the more I thought about it, the fact that they're not l allowing people to open carry. So there's a lot of people that don't have the funds to, like I know here in Colorado, just within my county, it costs $112.50 to apply for your concealed carry permit. And that doesn't include the, you know, paying for the class that is a requirement and 
in order to apply for your permit, on average, you're looking at like a $200, you know, expense just to get your concealed carry permit for five years. In a way, I feel, I do kind of feel bad because some people actually open carry just because they can't afford to conceal carry. Right. Oh, I, I'm, I'm definitely, I agree with you completely. But um, you are it, right. It's a very small portion of the population that actually, you know, open carries. But that did, you know, that thought did kind of occur to me that, you know, some people do it because they can't afford to at the moment. Maybe, right. you know, they put all their expenses towards a gun, like a quality gun. So, yeah. It's, well, there's, there's even the bigger reason why constitutional concealed carry should be, yeah. should be legal everywhere because then you could – Concealed carry without the burden of having to have permission from, mm-hmm. you know, Big Brother, and and at the same time not be inciting discomfort in in your, you know your fellow fellow mm-hmm. people in the public. So, you know that that would be a nice solution, but I I don't see that happening anytime soon. I know. I know it seems like if anything, we're kind of we're losing a lot of rights um, as opposed to you know. Yeah. Gaining them. So that kind of brings me to my next question. Like, what do you think will happen to the second amendment in the future? Like, do you predict anything or? Uh, well, I'm, I'm a horrible person to speak on this topic, I think, because I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like I follow it closely enough or, or that I'm articulate enough, but I think what's going to happen is we're going to continue to see, and the next generation will continue to see, uh, this erosion of what it really means, the second amendment to the point where, you know, a generation and a half, two generations from now, people who are able to enjoy firearms as a, as a pastime and a hobby um, will be much fewer um, because they will be harder and harder to get harder and harder to find places where you can use them. I think permits will be harder to get, you know, more and more guns will become banned, you know, mm-hmm. in types of guns, right? So that you'll, you'll be very limited pretty soon. You know, the Colt single action army will be the only thing you're allowed to have. And that erosion, I think, is just going to continue. Yeah. And each generation is going to become more okay with it. They're going to be that's, that's going to be the norm for them. And they're going to be like, no, oh, that's, that's okay. And, you know, and, and we're already seeing that there's already a, a huge number of people in this country that, you know, are just so afraid of even, I mean, you know, if you make a gun finger hand, <laughs> you know, you, you trigger somebody, mm-hmm. you know, or, or whatever people, people are becoming just ridiculously afraid of firearms in general, in any manifestation. And yeah. so, and, and that's, you know, this is all not, in my opinion. <laughs> well, no, I not, actually, I mean, everything, accident. everything that you're saying, I do agree with. Yeah. So what I think, what I think ultimately is going to happen is that the second amendment will probably never be stricken from the constitution, but it will be regulated out of existence. It yeah. will be a mean, it will be a meaningless paragraph and people will be taught that, in, in such a way that it won't seem like anything happened, mm-hmm. you know, and that'll be, that'll just be the norm. Yeah. It's so unfortunate. Uh, and I was, I mean, so earlier today I taught a class and I was telling my class, I was telling my students that, you know, when I first started and got into the gun industry, I was just like, Oh, you know, I'm just like a little bit like on the middle, you know, about gun rights, whatever. Cause I mean, figure I just, got back from living in New York city for eight years. Mm -hmm. But the more that I'm like, the longer I'm in the industry, I've gotten so freaking political and I don't want anything that is going to minimize the rights of, you know, for law abiding citizens, I'm not in favor for whatsoever. And it's just crazy because I'm, I've never really taken such a, 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 I guess, such a strong stance on something because typically the people that are super like radical about anything, I'm just like, yeah, okay. You kind of freak me out, but (laughs) I've kind of become, you know, something like that. Like, you know, when it comes to gun rights, you have to, you have to. And, and I think, you know, it's one of the reasons, you know, why I just make gun videos and I don't do political type video or, or, you Uh know, any kind of vlog video where I'm 
talking about the cause and all that. It's not, it's certainly not because I don't believe passionately in it. It's maybe the, because I believe so passionately, I can't, I can't speak calmly, yeah. <laughs> intelligently. I go from zero to total tantrum in, yeah. in, you know, half a second. Yeah. You know, I just go, my, my head blows off. So I'm not, so I know that and I know I'm not a good person to debate the topic because I don't debate it particularly well. I think every gun law is an unjust law. Mm-hmm period. And, and I think the, the second amendment means very clearly and plainly just what it says. Uh, and that's it. That's my position. And, and, you know, and so it can be frustrating when you, you know, I belong to organizations that, that sometimes have to play various degrees of chess <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. And people that have to, like, I, I can't go to, uh, to our capital and, and meet with legislators and stuff like that, because I'm just not, you, I'm not the guy you want doing that. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I, I'm likely, I'm likely to tell them what I think on any given day and, and that doesn't help. So. Yeah, no, I get it. All right. Changing the subject a little bit. What are some of your favorite products that you've reviewed in the past? And I'm sure that's probably a kind of a hard question. Like ever. Wow. I mean, what are some like memorable things that you're like, wow, that was a really cool gun that I reviewed or. Oh, geez. Way to put you on the spot, huh? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's hard because most of them probably fall into that category. And my, um, my personality as a, as a reviewer is that I like guns. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of guns, right? So by, by default, if I open a box and take a gun out of it, I'm, I'm already in a good mood. <laughs> you know, I'm already happy yeah. and, and I'm ready to have a good time. So it, the gun can really only disappoint me as opposed to please me, you know, so. Mm-hmm. You know, if a lot of, you know, I don't, I certainly don't want to be a guy who gets the reputation for, oh, he never met a gun he didn't like. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I f- sometimes feel like that, that I am kind of that way. Although there are guns I, I've met that I didn't like, but by, by default, I like them all. Yeah. Uh, and, and they can, they can only go downhill, but I guess some of the newer ones that some of the, the more innovative things in small ways that, that things people are doing like some of the stuff sig is doing the new the new um shoot <laughs> x5 the p320 x5 oh, the legion the le- the, le- the, the new legion yeah yeah it, it's it's such a you know because my very first thought because the the editor from guy did a, i just did a review on it for guns america because i do reviews for guns america too and the editor asked me hey you want to do the new legion you know, from, from SIG, the P320. I was like, sure. You know, I'm not going to say no, but in my, you know, back of my head, I'm thinking, oh, so it's a P320 X5 painted gray. Right. I mean, literally it's like, okay, I, I already own the P320 X5. I think it's a great gun. So it's not that I don't like it, but it's, it's okay. So it's the Legion version. It's painted gray, big deal. You know, and so now I'm starting to think even before I get the gun, I'm starting to think, what am I going to say about it? <laughs> Besides that, you know, look, comes in gray now. And um, then you shoot it and you're like, wow, it's so Well, no, different. I didn't. Not even, not, I, open the box and take the gun out of the box. And you go, holy crap, this thing weighs a ton. Yeah, because of the frame. They mixed it with uh, – Right, right. You know, it's got tungsten infused uh-huh. into the polymer, yeah. which is, is like magic, you yeah. know. And even when I read that, you know, I start doing my research. Usually, the you know, as soon as I have an assignment, even before I have the product, I start doing a little bit of research. And I knew that, but but the reality of actually picking it up and holding it, especially when you already have that same gun in the normal polymer frame, mm-hmm. I picked it up and I was like, oh my god, this thing is this is heavy. This is amazing, but it still feels like polymer. You know, when you squeeze a polymer handgun, there's certain it has a certain feel. Mm-hmm. You can feel it flexing and giving right and that's part of what makes it a little bit nice with recoil because that also helps absorb some of that energy and it still does that but yet it weighs like 45 ounces yeah. so it's, it's incredible yeah so that i'm a big fan of and, and have a good time shooting that gun cool what are your future plans um i don't know <laughs> You're like, well, what am I doing tomorrow? I don't, I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying, I don't even, I don't even know. 
I don't know. I do you, I, uh, do you eventually like hope that maybe you can quit your daytime job and just kind of make this as like a full time thing? That would be that would be a that would be an awesome change of events. But I I have no expectation of that because maybe when uh, you retire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's a way to to maybe you know continue to to make a few bucks and kill some time when I'm retired or something. Yeah. But uh, no, I don't. I don't have any. I don't want to say I don't have ambition because I tr- I try to behave and conduct myself as if that were the goal, because I think that provides the drive and the motivation to do good work. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there, I try and set, I love little goals and little milestones, you know, and, and stuff like that. So when you hit a certain number of subscribers or if a video that you, that you're proud of gets a certain number of views, you know, you, you take pleasure in that and you mm-hmm. feel like that's, that's an accomplishment. And so there's, <clears throat> excuse me, there's those things, but, uh, and maybe because, uh, you know, I, I work with different editors and publishers and in, in different venues where I do reviews and stuff like that. And we have conversations and all that. I know that there's, there's like, you can name all the people who make a living mm-hmm. as gun writers, yeah. you know, and gun reviewers. I mean, it's, it's a very short list of people who that's their, their actual job Yeah, and everybody else, you know, it's an avocation, you know, mm-hmm. it's something they do on the side because there's just not that much, there's not that much need. It's mm-hmm. not, it, when you're, you know, I, I eat, sleep and breathe firearms and I know you do too. And when we get that perspective after, sometimes you get to where you, you start thinking, wow, the gun industry is just huge and it's amazing. And there's just so much going on and it's, you know, it's this vast industry and all that. But then if you ever come up, you know, for air and you take your head out of it and you go, it's oh, small. it's, yeah, it's a cottage industry at best, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's really small. It's not a blip on the radar. And a lot so, of these big companies that you think are huge are actually operated by, you know, just a few people, like a handful of people. So it yep. is, it's pretty small. All right. Yep. So, um, yeah, so no, I, I'd love to be able to, uh, to do it for a living, but no, I'm. All right. I'm well, in- I just want you to know that if I were interviewing you and I asked you, where do you see yourself in five years? You pretty much just failed that question. I know. I know. It's I always just, my, you know, so it's a good thing you already have a job. I'm just saying, because <laughs> I don't think I would have hired you. all right so real quick just tell listeners where can they find you on the internet well if you go to the google machine and you type in justin opinion it will give you a pretty good list um youtube obviously on the justin opinion channel uh there is a justin opinion channel facebook page and also on instagram under that same name very cool and then do you have time to hang out for the rest of the show i'd love to all right cool All right, let's talk about Sportsman's Guide. So after everything that happened with like Walmart and stuff, uh, Sportsman's Guide decided, you know what? They're going to offer their club members a free standard shipping. Anything, any orders over $49, including ammo, ships free, which is uh, a pretty good upgrade because there's nothing worse than like, cool, you find something on sale and then it's like, you know, shipping's going to cost you an arm and a leg. And $49, you know, most products, you're not going to find a ton of products that are under $49. You know, ammo adds up, even, you know, right now they have a bunch of hunting equipment and stuff. Like, let's not get ahead of ourselves and assume that, you know, our hobby is cheap. I think you guys could easily reach $49 and, uh, yeah, free shipping. If you use the coupon code GUNFUNNY20, you will get $20 off on top of, or $20 off if you spend $100 or more. So even more of an incentive, just go to sportsmansguide.com and check them out. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as, never mind, AF. You know, I feel like the last couple episodes, I haven't really included anything cool. It's just like all a bunch of, you know, complaining about what's going on (laughs) in the world. Um, So, yeah, I mean, if anybody has any like good articles that they want to send my way that they want me to talk about so that I don't come off as like super negative. But unfortunately, there's just some like crazy things going on in in the industry right now um, or in the world. And 
one of the things that just kind of popped up, and I will apologize um, ahead of time if this is kind of old news, because I actually had to pre-record this show for the following week because on Monday, uh, well, I when this show comes out, I would have actually just gotten back, but I'm going to North Carolina to go to Palmetto State Armory's media day. So I'll be there for the entire week. So there's no way that I would have had time to record a show. So I am pre-recording the show. So if this is old news, you know, but basically I think that it kind of sets the precedent for, you know, for a lot of other things, because this isn't the first time that I've heard of something similar like this happening, but basically the feds demand. So the title says feds demand Apple and Google hand over names of 10,000 plus users of a gun scope app. And their reasoning for this is what? Because the, the app is being used in like other countries. And so they're thinking like terrorists are using it. And that was like their, you know, they're out for why they needed all of the names. Right, David? Yep. David? Yep. David, where are you? <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry. Before the show started, you're like, people only I'm call me be, David no, when I'm, I'm in to- trouble. I'm I'm trying to be a nice guest and and speak when spoken to. Yeah, well, I, that was like your cue to be like, all right, dude, chime in. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I should have told you I'm not the sharpest knife on the tree. <laughs> Me neither. So we're screwed. No. All right. Um, yeah. This this is I I haven't quite gotten my head around why they think they need the names of ten thousand people. Well, from what I gathered, I think that they were saying that, you know, it's used in other countries and, um, right. and they're trying to, you know, locate possible terrorists who are using this app. But I, I mean, to me, it sounds like a total BS. Oh, absolutely. Um, I did it read, I read another article where the, uh, the gun scope app, they're, you know, they're refusing, unless they're legally ordered to hand over that information, they're not just going to easily give it over. But it's just, it's insane how, how much I've heard of stuff like this happening. Like even, I think it was like two weeks ago, I read an article where the Google home and the Alexa, the Amazon Alexa and stuff, the feds want information from that. Like just based on like what you listen to and mm-hmm. they can, you know, determine if you're like mentally ill. So I'm like, okay, well that's it. I'm I'm playing nothing but Jesus music in my house for now on. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just, it's insane. So it's like these products, you know, this technology that's making our life easier is also kind of, you know, setting the stage for a lot of future problems. Yep, it it is. And, you know, as, as, as there are plenty of memes on social media for it, you know, it's the, the book 1984 was supposed to be a warning, not, mm-hmm. not an instruction manual. And, yeah. And, and we are unfortunately living in exactly those times. I mean, that is, as a society, we seem to be fixated on the concept of prevention, right? And that prevention is such a high value in and of itself that it's, you know, in other words, the end justifies the means, right? Mm-hmm. That, so it, it's like, okay, well, you know, yeah, sure. Some innocent people will probably get ground up by the system and their lives will be ruined, but we'll probably, we might catch a bad guy. And so yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. You know, and this mentality has become pervasive. And the, and the thing is, and, and here's another one that, you know, as long as we're, I'm throwing out <laughs> old sayings that, you know, people say, you know, you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet. But the problem is there's never an omelet. And that, you know, the the reason they say they're doing things, first of all, when the government says something, it's a lie a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> and and I don't know how many generations it's going to take before people realize that when the government says something, it's lying to you <laughs> always, right? So it's always opposite day in the government. So when they say Patriot Act, it doesn't mean that. (laughs) And when they say Safe Act, it doesn't mean that. You know, it means the opposite. And Mm -hmm. and so we're really kind of living in that, you know, that pre-crime mentality where they 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 think now that and these red flag laws that are that are popping up everywhere Mm -hmm. are are another perfect example that so many people seem to feel it's okay to to shred the constitution and to step on people's rights and their, their, their right to privacy mm-hmm. for the sake of the maybe, yeah, maybe there's a bad guy we'll catch. 
maybe we can save a life. Maybe we can stop something. It's very scary. I know. And I mean, look at the people that, you know, you post a meme and then next thing you know, the kids like getting arrested or uh, they can't come to school because of a Snapchat that they sent or, I mean, it's just, it's kind of insane. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, yeah, what a, gosh, what a world that we're living in. This is why I take birth control religiously. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I don't even, you, that's like, that would be like me liking guys. I don't even want anything to do with them. No, (laughs) no, but I mean, I, I have thought about this because, you know, I'm 33 years old now. And so not to say that I've run out of time or anything, but I always think like, I don't know, do I want to have a kid? And honestly, like, I just had a mental, I just had a mental image of you tapping your foot and pointing at the calendar. Right. (laughs) Tick, tick. I know. I know. I mean, I should, cause it's, and it's unfortunate that I have to, that women have to, you know, consider like their biological clock. And then it's like, you're stressed out. Like, I don't know, do I want to have a kid? Do I want to die alone? Like, you know, like all these thoughts go through your mind, but I really am leaning towards, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm like 85% sure that I don't want to have a kid. And one of the main reasons is just the direction this world's going in. And, and if you think about, you know, I hate to say it, but like all of, all of the active shooters, like in the last shootings, they've all been younger, younger kids, you know, from the age of like 18 to 25. So it's like, what the hell's going on that is causing, you know, that generation to like act out like it is. Mm Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that there's not just one thing that you can pinpoint it on. It's probably a variety of a lot of things, but I, I don't think I really want to have kids. I have tickles and that's it. There you go. And even then she gets a little too, uh, she gets very needy. Like she always has to sit on my lap or like be close to me. And sometimes I'm like, all right, like it gives me anxiety. Uh, <laughs> so I don't, I don't even I think I have pain. that. I don't even think I have that motherly instinct. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we got off topic. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a crazy world that we're living in. All right. We are going to talk about Sharps Bros. So they have a lot of cool lowers, but they do have the Jack 9, which is compatible with 9mm, 40, 357 SIG. And, uh, you know, right now, those pistol caliber carbines are kind of like the latest craze. So, um, if you guys want to build a nine millimeter or, you know, 40, 357, I would definitely consider the Jack nine. I really like, like my favorite, I think I'm ultimately going to get, uh, one of the Jack lowers. Cause after looking at all, I mean, I like all of them. There's actually not one lower that I don't like, but I don't know. The Jack kind of speaks to me. So, um, it's kind of nice that they're now making it in a pistol caliber. So go to sharpsbros.com and check them out. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. At least this question is gun related because some of the questions you guys have been asking me are just, you know, kind of out there. So if you do want to submit a question... As you know, the intro just said, just go to the website gunfunny.com and click the contact us form and uh, submit your question. But today's question is, if you could only have one rifle and one pistol to survive the zombie apocalypse, what would you take? And this one was kind of tough. Also, because I was thinking, well, are zombies kind of like animals where you have to have a larger caliber to, you know, penetrate because of, you know, it takes so much more to take them down or will a nine millimeter do? I kind of had all the questions, but one of the guns that I always thought that I would have if, you know, if shit hit the fan, um, that I've always been kind of a fan of is the FN P90, just because it holds 50 rounds. 5.7 is, you know, I think it's a decent caliber. So I don't know. I kind of, just because it's like, it's compact, it's a bullpup rifle. So it's compact. It'd be easier to carry. And... I mean, who doesn't want 50 rounds? And it's not even like, I mean, just the way that the magazine inserts into the gun, it just seems, it seems like, you know, the kind of gun that you would want if shit hits the fan. Interesting choice. I don't know. I mean, and feel free to disagree if you're like, no, are you kidding me? 5.7 doesn't well, do anything. <laughs> no, you know what? Well, whenever I ha- I've actually, I can't remember if I did a video with this topic or if I just commented here or there. 
but there's always the, you know, like if you could only have one handgun mm-hmm. and then sometimes if you could only have one gun period or, or whatever, but one of the things that I, especially if you, if, if that's the scenario, if the, if the reason, if the question's being presented in the, because it's the apocalypse or because there's been a, um, you know, a shutdown of social services and things like that. Mm-hmm. So if that's the scenario, um, then for, for the handgun, my choice is, I'm sorry, it's not an exciting or exhilarating choice, but my choice is the Glock 17. That's so funny. Cause that was my handgun of choice as well. Haha, I said it first. <laughs> but the reason the reason why I picked that is because that's the gun that I shoot the best. Well, there's there's that I mean, almost anybody can shoot it well even if they don't like the Glock grip angle and all of that. But I look at it from from this other perspective. Number 1, it's a 9mm, right? Mm-hmm. So that ammo is going to be the most ubiquitous ammunition around and the most likely that you'd be able to find some, right? Okay. Number two, you can detail strip that thing with a toothpick. I mean, you don't need, you could, if you have a hairpin or a paperclip, you know, you can detail strip that gun Mm because all you got to do is push out, you know, three pins at the most, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so it's easy to maintain. And the same, the other reason too is that because it's probably still the most issued handgun, even if it's not currently the most it, uh, the handgun being issued the most now, it's mm-hmm. still, because there's been so many for so long, it probably still has the volume. So parts will be easy to find. Yeah. You know, replacements, things like that. And so if it was really a survival situation and like, you know, there's, there's been a shutdown of, of services and all that kind of stuff, the Glock 17 all day long, maybe the 19 as a, as a second, mm-hmm. you know, to that. but it For just doesn't hold as much ammo. It doesn't hold as much. Right. And, and, you know, you, you could be, you could be in trouble because of the, the shorter length if you had the like magazines and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, Glock 17 was mine. What about your rifle? I'm, you know, I already confessed to not really being a great rifle guy. So I guess part of it would depend on the, am I going to have to, am I going to have to maybe hunt for food? Oh, I didn't even think about that. You know, am I, am I, am I might have to take small game. Um, I might even have to try and take larger game to, to survive, right. For food. So, you know, you think, well, cause I would go, CZ, you know, Scorpion Evo three all day long. Cause that thing is just, is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's also nine millimeter. So there's now you can share ammo between your handgun and your, and your, and your long gun. I'll call it a long gun. Cause but it's as really far as like gun. killing animals, especially large. Game, right. I don't not know if you'd have, I don't know if you'd have enough power for that. I am not a ballistics expert. So yeah. I don't, you know, um, the, a nine, you know, good, a good hot nine millimeter load that that's doing 1100 feet per second or so arguably should be able to take small small game for sure medium sized game probably whether you could take like a white-tailed deer i doubt it especially not very humanely probably mm-hmm. so you know if it weren't for that part of it i would say that would be the that would be the gun because number one you share ammo between your handgun and your long gun which is important and it's also compact because you have to think it's, you're, yeah, it's you're carrying small, this. It's light. You're not uh, going to bring it, like, oh, you know, my 28 inch, you know, barrel rifle, like fuck carrying that around. I don't care how right, lightweight exactly. it is. It's still going to exactly. be bulky. Yeah. So I, I think in the long run that probably, I, I would probably lean more toward that. I would lean less toward having to survive in the wild and shoot big game. And I would think more about urban self-defense or taking small game if I had to or whatever. And I would probably still go with that. So CZ my whole thing, I wasn't even thinking about surviving. And I think that's because if the zombie apocalypse ever happens or anything, like I'm not trying to live that whole life that Will Smith lived in the movie. I am legend. Like I'll shoot at a few moving targets and have fun with it. (laughs) But after a while I'm going down with everyone else. Like I, I don't go camping, you know, maybe glamping, then we'll talk. But as far as camping, and there's no running water. Mm, I'm out. <laughs> you know, it, so for you, like for you, camping is when the tour bus breaks down. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, so I guess I don't even really think about surviving. <laughs> I didn't go as far as to consider that. I was just thinking as far as like what I'd have to carry and ammo capacity and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna talk about a polymer eighty. 
also, it looks like, and don't quote me because this did not come from Polymer 80, but it looks like something's telling me that their compact that's compatible with the Glock 43 is going to be available sometime, I would say, end of October. So it is definitely, you know, it's nearing to, uh, it's nearing to its point that it's going to come out. I can't wait until it comes out just because I like the little compact guns. And right now I have the Glock 42 and I would love to have the 43, you know, something compatible to it. So I'm super excited for it. Otherwise, if you guys in the meantime, while we're waiting for that to come out, if you want to go over and check out the rest of the stuff that they have, go to polymer80.com, use the code GUNFUNNY, and that will get you 15% off, which was just increased from 10% to 15%. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. So when I asked you, you know, if there was any gear you wanted to talk about, and you're like, well, I did just review the SIG P365XL, and I was like, ah, funny story. So did I. So I'm kind of curious to see what you have to say about it because – Okay. So um, compare notes. Yeah. So what do you think? I, I saw you I saw you post that you got one. Actually, I was I was, I was, was a little mad at you because uh, – well, not really mad at you, but I saw you posting. He's like, hey, look what SIG sent me. I was like, yeah, I asked him for that, and I never got a reply. <laughs> yeah, well, I might have, you know, schmoozed with him a little bit when I was drunk one time, but whatever. <laughs> Actually, um, so I, I don't even get to keep it. So well, no, if no, that no, makes you feel good. better. But no. I did – so funny story, and it's funny because, like, I bet you the SIG guy is probably – he's going to listen to this show, but – I went to the NSSF event and previously I met some of the guys that were at that same event from SIG at TriggerCon and they were like, oh, where are you from? And I was like, oh, you know, the podcast Gun Funny and they're just like, huh, Gun gun what? And then when I went to the NSSF event here in Colorado, the one guy is like, so figure in between, it was like, I don't know, two weeks. And he's like, yeah, I've already listened to like 30 episodes. And I was like, uh, <laughs> which is <laughs> awesome. Um, wow. so I ended up talking to them. They're like, yeah, you should, you should review the, you know, the 365 XL. And so they put me in touch with their rep that was here locally. And, um, they would have let me kept, kept it longer, but with me traveling and then I think they needed it for another event, but yeah. I was just happy to get my hands on it. Cause I was definitely kind of interested. And honestly, I do yep. like the way it feels in my hand. Okay. And, so what do you think? Oh, okay. You're going to let me go first. Yeah. I'm letting okay. you go first. So I'm like, you know what? If I don't have any issues with this, I might make it my concealed carry gun because I right now I'm, I'm using the Glock 42 and that gun I love. I shoot it freaking like so amazingly, but let's face it. It's a 380. And if I could upgrade to a nine, I think that would be most ideal. And to date, nobody has even come close to the mag capacity that the P365 is holding. So if nothing else, like that's amazing. Right. I only put a hundred rounds through it. That's all I had time to do. And I had a few, just a, a few, uh, failure to go into battery situations, but I also kind of set them up for failure because I found Winchester, the white box in the back of my safe, which is like the shittiest ammo. And so, you know, so I, it's like, it's hard to say if it was the ammo or if it was the gun or again, it's, it could have been the break in period because typically a lot of guns you have to be, you know, they have to be broken in. You're typically going to experience some malfunctions. But the one thing that I don't think that I could break in over time was I noticed, and even just now I was watching some video of me shooting it. It's very, it does have recoil. I've noticed that like when I'm gripping it with two hands, so I'm right-handed, my left hand, my thumbs are pointing down towards the target. You know, they're right along the frame mm -hmm. of the gun. Mm-hmm. And I keep losing my grip at every time I shoot it because it just seems like it just breaks up. Like it has such a muzzle flip to it. Yeah. And I've tried different ways of handling the gun. And I had, I had, uh, my friend who's a guy, cause I'm like, well, people are going to be like, oh, you're just weak. You can't hold it that well. And you're a girl. Yeah, exactly. And so I had him shoot it and the same thing. And he's like, yeah, I did notice that. I mean, I still was able to shoot it really accurately but it kind of bothered me a little bit because I don't like to readjust my grip. Like once I have my, you know, I'm gripping the gun, like that's how it's going to stay. And the only thing that's moving is my trigger finger. Yeah. No, I, right. I absolutely hear you. So it's your, turn. I have a, I have a tendency. Well, just on that, you know, I have a tendency to, to that's, that's kind of a huge litmus test for me because 
I'm really bad at <laughs> a lot of things, but I'm really, I, I readjust my grip a lot with my support hand, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always repositioning my support hand because when I shoot for various, various reasons, you know, my, my hands become disconnected, mm-hmm. right? Now this time of year, I blame it on sweat because it's hot. It's humid. I mean, you, where you live, you don't, you don't have humidity. Oh no, it was hot as shit the other day. I was in my garage. You lived in, didn't you see that video I recorded in my garage? I had to like jump in my car real quick and blast the AC so I didn't look like a sweaty mess. (laughs) Yep. But you, but you lived in New York, so you understand about humidity too. Yeah. So when, you know, when you're that sweaty, it's, it's hard for skin to stick to skin, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So that, you know, I try to be a little bit forgiving of that. But one of the things when I'm shooting a gun, uh, testing it or, or whatever, and I notice that I've just shot like an entire magazine and I never once had to readjust my grip. That's like, that's like a magic thing. That's like, okay, this mm-hmm. gun is really good because, you know, yeah. uh, so that could, there is definitely recoil with, I mean, you can't change the laws of physics. Right. Yeah. And like a gun that size is going to obviously have recoil. Exactly. So I I guess. But it wasn't anything I couldn't handle. I just noticed that it just kept flipping up in my hand and I'm not one to constantly change my grip. So. Right. SIGs, SIGs tend to have a bit of a higher bore axis than most other guns in their, in their class, whatever that class is. Right. So if you compared the Glock 48 to the P365XL, and mm-hmm. I would consider them direct competitors, even though there's a capacity variance, you're going to notice probably that the Glock has a much lower bore axis. And so it's going to sit lower and probably not have as much muzzle lift. Mm-hmm. So part of that may just be that, you know, SIGs tend to be a little bit slide tall and, and they tend to do that a little bit, but like mm-hmm. I have, I mean, I've had the P365 and I was lucky because I, you know, when they first came out, I, I couldn't, you know, I was in line. Actually, I think I did get that one from SIG. They did send me that when they first came out and they never got it back because that it's been my concealed carry ever since. So when the XL came out, you know, I was almost like, yeah, I've been there, done that. So it's just got a longer slide, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was still very interested, so I obtained one, and, and I've done my re- my review work with it, stall and all, and, and I like it. It's I think it does have a little bit less muzzle flip. Um, hmm. I don't know. You know. So it's weird. Marginally. Actually, I thought that just the regular three sixty five shot pretty well. Okay, but I guess I'd have to shoot them side by side. You, would, you, you almost have would have to, yeah. But it's it's got the exact same feel, same ergonomics. It's got a longer or taller grip frame. You know, so people that didn't like the dangling pinky issue on the mm-hmm. smaller guns will probably like that. For me though, it's just that, that's a, that's a plus when you're shooting it at the range, but it's a negative for concealed carry because that also makes it print a lot more. Mm-hmm. It makes it harder to conceal. And I'm willing to set, I'm willing to tolerate a little bit more discomfort in the shooting if I can conceal carry it well. Yeah. And that's actually, I tell my students that a lot. I'm like, look, sometimes your concealed carry gun, it may not fit your hand perfectly and fit like a glove, but you kind of have to weigh out the pros and cons. Like, can you still shoot it well? And are you able, you know, because if you're more likely to be able to conceal it, you're going to carry it with you much more often than you would something that would be a little bit more difficult. Right. If you get a gun that you have to dress around, yeah, you're, you're not gonna, gun, you're not gonna carry you're, it that much. You're gonna find yourself making excuses not to carry it and mm-hmm. rationalizing, well, I'm only going to the grocery store and I'm only doing this. I'm only, and pretty soon you're hardly ever carrying. Yeah. I agree. All right. Well, I hopefully will get that SIG P365XL back. Um, SIG guys, if you're listening, I would like it back. Maybe even for keeps. That'd be cool. <laughs> But I think I'm ready to maybe upgrade my concealed carry gun. So I'm just not sure. I don't feel comfortable saying if I, you know, if it would be the P365 just yet. Because like I said, I had a few little issues, but I don't, unfortunately, I didn't have any other brand of ammo with me. And Winchester White Box is like, it's it's not the greatest ammo. So I did kind of, you know, it's hard to say if it was the gun or the ammo. 
All right. So we are going to move on and read the iTunes reviews. And guys, I got to thank you because quite a few of you did leave iTunes reviews after last week when I was like, oh, wow, we don't have any. Um, so I really appreciate that. 22 Cheapster, who has been a listener for a while. I met him in person in Vegas and he's left actually quite a few reviews, which I appreciate. So 22 Cheapster, five stars. I like Mondays now. I look forward to Monday mornings and enjoy each and every show each week. Kenny Ortega rocks. Ava makes each guest feel so comfortable and at ease. The guest manufacturers end up sharing more than they should. I enjoy that. I enjoy the, for lack of better word, can I not read today? <laughs> I enjoy the, for for lack of a better word, passion each guest has for their part in the gun industry. Second one is John G. Blah, blah, five stars. Great show. Ava consistently has high quality episode, has a high quality episode each week. She brings on a guest from the 2A community who may not have the name recognition of the most popular people, but whose voice should be heard nonetheless. Great job, Ava. Keep it up. Well, that's great. Are you thinking that maybe after that review that maybe you're not one of the top names that I just um, brought on? Yeah, and I'm, and I'm, yeah, and I'm, and, and I'm thinking that, you know, boy, if it's a good thing you, you got that review when you did because after me, <laughs> after me being on it. They're going to be that. like, so basically she has like people that you've never heard of, but, you know, they're yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, she, get, she gets really good people on and then there was that Dave guy. <laughs> That Justin Dave guy. I don't know. Yeah. He has like two first names. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice try. <laughs> All right. So as always, I always pick a lucky winner to win a patch. So out of those two, um, who would you like to pick? Hmm. I, I like, I like what the, the second guy said. John G. Blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, not, <laughs> yeah. You know, or or is it or is it pronounced blah blah? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but I like I like g blah blah. So yeah, yeah. yeah there's no there's no apostrophe, so it must be yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. It must no, be blah I, blah. I like blah. no. I, I just I, I like his I like his comment about you know people in the in the two way community that don't necess, aren't necessarily the big name the same you know yeah. Well, it's name. like and then eventually all your everyone's podcast sounds the same because they're like I want to have the biggest names and like they're all saying the same thing same interview blah 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 like right. give me a break and there's a lot of people that people have no idea they've never heard of and they are doing freaking amazing things for the community and yep. we need those people to especially more than ever to fight for our rights to even just raise the reputation of people in the gun industry, kind of kill those stereotypes. So any day I, I will always bring those people on the show, but both of you guys, thank you so much for the reviews and we are going to wrap up. Check me out at gunfunny.com. If you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, there is the Gunfunny YouTube channel, which I just update the show. There's no video. And then there is my newest one, which I started about five or six months ago, Ava Flannell. And you can check out my review on the P365XL. You should also check out uh, Justin Opinions because, you know, it'll be kind of interesting to compare the two. And if you can't get enough of the show, you should consider becoming a patron. We're always having a lot of fun on the Patreon page. Uh, just last week, Ryan Morrison, he got put in Facebook jail. So we decided to blow up his phone and tag him and everything. So we're, you know, we're just like a nice little annoying family. <laughs> but just a dollar gets you access to the Patreon only Facebook page. Five dollars gets you entered into a monthly raffle. Last month, I gave away, um, it was uh, Gun Services by Triarch Systems. It was Krista who won that. So there's always a lot of cool stuff. And then Blown Deadline, he is now giving away a $300 gift certificate every month to a lucky Patreon. So regardless of how much you pledge, even if it's just a dollar, it enters you into the giveaway. And it's really sweet because like last show, I announced that it was Corbin who won the gift certificate, but he messaged me and he said that, you know, he's always on the road. He doesn't really have a lot of time. And he asked if he could gift it to Ryan, who is um, going to have a baby soon. And he's like, you know, I know he really wanted it. And with him having a baby, you know, it's the baby, like the expense of a baby can be a lot. So he's like, I'd like to gift it to him. So that was kind of like, ah, you know, it was like kind of a, like a little proud, not a mommy nice. moment, but it is like, we do have some really good people that are Patreons. So, and your Patreon pledge helps to afford, you know, better equipment, keeps the show going, helps for me to afford Kenny Ortega, who is the editor. And Dave, you're a Patreon. You've oh, actually yes. been, you've been supporting the show for a while. 
Yeah, You're I like think one like of the, from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I greatly appreciate that. And I just wanted to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran, 8888, Ryan Morrison, Michael Alexio, Silencer Shop, Joe Lyons, and Charger Arms. And the king of the Patreon is still Jon Snow, and he wants me to say that if by some random paradox, Operator Tickles was ever to fight herself, well, she'd win. oh tickles and then one last thing i'm still doing the tag pack giveaway so once a month i draw a lucky winner to win a tag pack well in order to enter that giveaway all you have to do is go to gunfunny.com forward slash tp enter your name your email address i draw a lucky winner otherwise if you want to head on over to tagpack.com use the code gunfunny and with your first box you get a free abkt knife and dave i just wanted to thank you once again for joining me today and just tell listeners, like, again, where they can find you and, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, first of all, thank you for, for having me. It's It's been a great time. Of course. It was um, and... way past overdue. Because I was, like, thinking <laughs> the other day, I was like, shit, I haven't even had you on. And when I'm like, because we've been friends for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, thank you very much. Uh, it's it, It's interesting and fun to be on a show that I listen to every week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, and, and bring it down. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you can find me by just plugging in just an opinion to your favorite search engine. Certainly Google, if you, it'll bring it up on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. All right, guys. So go on and follow all of the pages, you know, subscribe, follow, like, and uh, we're out of here. I don't know if I'm going to continue to drink coffee or my White Claw, but one of them, one of the two is happening. So on that note, I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.